All right, so welcome to yet another episode of Startup 107. My name is Sumit Patil, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Zach. Uh, Zach is the founder of a brand called Wildland Coffee. Uh, but before we go into his story of building the brand, uh, this episode is sponsored by 107 Media. Uh, 107 Media specializes in helping sustainable CPG brands with micro influencer marketing and paid social. So, if you're interested in the services, uh, all the details are given in the description box below. Uh, but Zach, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Sumit. I really appreciate it. Great, brilliant. So, Zach, before we deep dive into your story of building Wildland Coffee. Uh, would love to know more about you and your background as well. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in San Diego. Um, when I uh, when I graduated college, I moved to Salt Lake City um, to take a software sales job. Mm-hmm. That was in 2013. Um, I did software sales for uh, like nine years actually um, before I quit and went full time with with the coffee thing. Um, I was I I was never like a coffee connoisseur mm-hmm. um, necessarily. Like I I liked coffee. I was addicted to coffee, but I I wasn't. Uh, I I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't have considered myself like an expert or a connoisseur or even someone who was like obsessed with coffee. I started to grow a love for the outdoors when I was living in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and through this, I realized how frustrating it was to make a. a cup of coffee when i was camping because i was u- using a french press and it was very tedious um and it was just like this really interesting problem that i i wanted to solve um was was making coffee while i was outdoors yeah, but uh, zack this is not your uh, first coffee brand right before that you also co-founded high side coffee um so tell us a bit more about that as well <laughs> yeah so so actually high side coffee was uh well, that was my first coffee company it was actually the same it was basically the same product as wildland okay uh, so so that story that i just told was actually before high was before high side um i started that company with a business partner and after about a year it it just the relationship between my business partner and i was not going very good and so i ended up leaving that company um uh, despite spending like $40,000 and you know i was it was kind of my idea um that that was that was re- really rough let me put it that way mm-hmm. um i at, at in that moment when i when i left the company i i thought my entrepreneurial career was over which looking back was kind of dramatic of course but uh that that was a really tough time for me um but after a few months i i realized that this original vision that i had was still a really good vision and so i decided to start a second co- coffee business okay well that's an interesting story uh zack yeah. but uh, if you have to just go back slightly more right i i found out through your linkedin that you started your first e-commerce business when you were 9 years old right <laughs> so yeah. uh, who was zack uh, at his younger days right were you more entrepreneurial yeah. at that time also or Yeah, so I don't know if I'd call it an e-commerce business. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess in a way it was. So when I was growing up, I I would always be cooking with my mom, and one thing that we like really loved to cook was cakes. Of course, who doesn't who doesn't love cake? And I don't know why I thought this. I just thought it'd be cool if I sold cakes like to my neighbors. <laughs> 
And um, this was in 1999. So I don't know if you, uh, I don't even know if this was a thing in India, but there was this website. Well, it was, it was part of Yahoo. Mm -hmm. It was called, it was called GeoCities. And it was, I, it may have been the first drag and drop website builder ever. Like, okay. Okay. You could actually like drag and drop like a button, like as if you were dragging, creating a, like a rectangle in Adobe Photoshop. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this was in the nineties. And so I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but I, I did. And so I actually made a website in Yahoo GeoCities where someone could order a cake literally through my website. Like, so I called it Cakes by Zach, but I misspelled cakes. So it was called, <laughs> it was CAX, like C-A-C-K. Okay. Um, it was called Cax by Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like some, it was like caxbyzach.yahoo.geocities.com, I think is what it was. And someone could go on and like order, they could like legitimately order a cake. Now I didn't have any payment processing, so I, I don't know what I was going to do if someone like, actually ordered it. And no one, of course, ever ordered a cake. I, I sold one cake to my neighbor and, um, and then the startup money that my mom gave me ran up and I had to, you know, file for bankruptcy. Um, First of all, it's, it's hard to believe that in 1999, there was a website builders, which was rack and drop rate. Uh, yeah, the nine year, you're nine year old, and you started an e-commerce brand. So it's it's a super interesting story there. Yeah, so so that was kind of the the beginning of my my entrepreneurial journey, <laughs> and I had started like you know some little things that never really went anywhere through like high school and college, and then even after college, like I started a company called the Beer Barrel, <laughs> and I I found a product on Alibaba which. Now I know you got to be really suspect of anything you find on Alibaba. Um, it was like a little one gallon mini keg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turned out this manufacturer was just ripping off a, a guy here in the US who had a patent. Okay. So, but were, yeah, you, drop, so, were you drop shipping it or were you, did you import it the products and then? So, yeah, yeah. So I like imported them. We were selling them on Amazon. This was like, here's how crazy this was. So, like, this was, this was like, 2015 16 i think okay and i made a listing on amazon mm-hmm. and one of the photo like all the photos were just my iphone of the product and one of the one of the photos was just the product on a table in my backyard with my dog in the back like it was this was like a 2016 iphone dude okay, okay. no no ppc mm-hmm. nothing and it just started selling. Wow. Okay. Just, just like, like, just imagine like Amazon 2016, right? Like those were the days. Yep. Uh, did, you, did you optimize any SEO on that or was nothing. it just, boy, okay. nothing, dude. It was nothing. Amazon only. We were, we were just shipping from my house and we were making like $40 on each one. And we were selling like two, three, four a day. Wow. Like with no PPC, nothing. <laughs> well, those were clearly the golden times to sell on Amazon. Yeah, those 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 were the golden days for Amazon. Absolutely. Um, and then we got like a cease and desist from this competitor, and due to some like not so great legal advice, like we ended up like we we ended up like taking them to court, and it, it was and then it it was a disaster. So. 
suffice it to say uh, so that clearly you were a lot entrepreneurial in your previous yeah life. which yeah, makes like sense I, now i i just love to solve problems mm-hmm. like i i'm always looking for you know what's a consumer problem that i think has like some scale to it that that people are willing to like pay pay to solve right and i i really think this like convenience slash quality coffee problem is a problem that a lot of people deal with absolutely it's it's kind of a weird problem though because kind of like before uber existed people mm-hmm. just accepted you had to call a cab True. and like a lot of people were really frustrated with cabs but it was just so ingrained in the culture that that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. No one ever thought to, I, I guess until Uber. Um, but it was just like, oh, like you just call a cab and it sucks. And like, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of the same thing with like coffee when you're outdoors or you're traveling. People just accept it's going to suck. And this format, one of the challenges with this format is like almost no one knows that it, that it, it exists. So, mm-hmm there's not like demand like like people aren't really going to google searching like teabag style coffee so we're really like making a market here which is challenging absolutely i think it is pretty unique uh, the format also right zack and it serves to a very specific cohort of audience right which is more towards outdoor adventures at the same time they need the convenience as well right uh, so i think you're solving a very niche problem um, which makes sense from a lot of perspectives uh but tell us a bit more about your initial hustle of building wildland coffee uh it seems really easy now right that you're selling to customers and you have a lot of retail you expanded into uh, you have expanded into a lot more retail locations uh but when you started out right how did you got your first initial customers yeah so the, what i did to get my actually my first customers was i so i i launched like the first version of the website which was i don't even know if i have screenshots it was it it read like a blog it was one page it was just like one page cuz i wanted to make it really simple and what i did is i sent it to like 200 people on linkedin just like my linkedin connections and i just was like hey like i'm like launching this business like here's like the first version of the website like what do you think the product is like what is the value prop- proposition and just like what do you think about this website Mhm. So yeah, I got like a bunch of people that were like, "Oh, like it's cool, like, you know, I'm confused or oh, the product makes sense, like this actually like would solve a problem for me." Right? I got like a bunch of feedback. Um, and then like I just used those people. I just was like, so then once I launched the product, I just went back to those people that 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 said that they liked the product and I offered them a discount to buy it. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Um So my 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 original growth plan mm-hmm. was to I was going to try to grow it organically with uh like ambassadors and mm-hmm. my, my micro in, micro in influencers. Mm-hmm. Well, learned pretty quickly that that's really that's really hard to do. Um if not impossible. So like grow like legitimately grow a company through through those means, right? Like it's not 2017 anymore. True, true. Um, and uh so so that was like my first growth plan, didn't really work. Um then the next growth plan was Amazon. Okay. And Amazon's okay for this product. Like I think our 
I think our the biggest competitor is doing like twenty thousand dollars a month on Amazon, which uh, you know, for anyone who knows, like that's nothing. True. Um, so kind of going back to the to the nicheness of the format, mm-hmm. there's just not a lot of people looking for the product. So people typically go to Amazon. They might not know the brand that they're gonna buy, but they know the the, the category or the thing they're gonna buy. Mm-hmm. So if someone goes to Amazon searching for instant coffee, they're very unlikely to like not buy instant coffee. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, like if someone is going for tea bag coffee, they're unlikely to buy instant coffee. If someone's going for for a for a bag of whole bean, they're very unlikely to buy instant coffee. Right? They're just now what the brand that they're going to buy. Mm-hmm. Eh, who knows? But they're they're going to buy that 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 thing. Um. So. So yeah, we were hoping that Amazon was going to take us to the promised land. Amazon's not taking us to the promised land. Okay. Um, that was probably like a year ago, mm-hmm. and we're still on Amazon. Like, I'm 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 glad we're on Amazon because like I I want to be where our customers want to buy us. But again, it's not like a huge thing. Um, and then after that, we because of my software background, I I thought okay, well let's start going into retail. Um, and so. Retail slash wholesale has been kind of the strategy ever since. Um, okay. So initially, and we, which is still still the case, so I was going after out out outdoor stores like camping stores, backpacking stores, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which we've been like fairly successful in in getting into. One of the challenges, again, like people aren't going to like an outdoor store looking for this product. True. So. It's this constant like battle of like, how do you efficiently at scale educate people about a product that they're not looking for? Um, efficiently and pro- and and profitably. Profitably is the key. Um, we're we're still like we're still pursuing the outdoor market. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But what we've really been doing recently in the last probably three or four months mm-hmm. is going after hotels. Okay. Okay. Because you you know boutique you know boutique in independent hotels they want to do something different they want to do something unique mm-hmm. um, for their in room coffee and we can provide that and we can provide that to them. Got it. Uh, the great thing about hotels, you get a small hotel and that's like you know a twenty thousand dollar a year account. True. True. If you get a if you get a small outdoor store mm-hmm. that might be a to $200 a year account. <laughs> Do the math, right? Like, um, now, of course, it's like harder to get into one hotel than it is one outdoor store because there's only one in-room coffee, right? An outdoor store. Stock so, you. so, Zach, it seems more like uh, the scale is the issue here, right? Uh, how can we educate at scale to users that, hey, a product like this exists, which solves a particular problem, right? So, uh, but it was great to hear about the first initial hustle. I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't expecting LinkedIn as a platform. I thought you might have, you know, done some ads previously to get those customers. But I think you were pretty scrappy, right? <laughs> yeah, I, um, we actually, outside of Amazon, like we don't really do any advertising right now. Now we're about to change that. We're going to start doing uh, retargeting, um, on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and and we're like you know we're like investing in some other areas too right now like LinkedIn ads. So like in the next probably month we're going to be doing LinkedIn ads, retargeting ads, um, 
but yeah, we're not doing like, we're not spending like 10 grand a month, like on Facebook or, or something right now. Interesting. So LinkedIn ads specifically for retail expansion or is it more to hotels? Hotels. All right. That, that makes total sense uh, because LinkedIn tend to be more expensive, right? When it comes to CPMs. So for users, you know, platforms like Facebook and Instagram does make sense. Uh, but Zach, let's talk about the product itself, right? Uh, tell yeah. us a bit more about initially, you know, how did you came up with the product in terms of what are the type of beans you're using, right? Where you're sourcing those from, what's the, what are the quality standards and how are we able to deliver on those? Yeah. Um, so what there's, there's, there was one specific camping trip where I was like, just really frustrated with my French press. And I was like, man, this is like a dumb problem to have. Hmm. And I just thought, well, like people put tea into tea bags. Why don't you just put coffee into a tea bag? Like it seems so obvious. And I had never seen anything like it. So in that moment, I thought I was like Steve Jobs. I was like, I'm the smartest motherfucker in the world. Okay. <laughs> and then, so I, I went home and I Googled it. It turns out like I'm not that smart. I, other people had, have already thought of this. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I thought I was genius. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so, uh, so I ordered the other products and they were fine. Like they weren't good. They weren't bad. But the biggest problem I, I saw is that they weren't going after the right person. Like they were, they're all more general coffee brands, but like there's enough general coffee brands out there, right? Like I want to be for somebody. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's why, like, that's kind of how I like, I shouldn't say like, it's weird. Like I, I wouldn't, I didn't come up with the product. Um, just like other coffee companies don't come up with their coffee products. Right. Like they're, um, but so to be honest, Zach, at how much can you innovate right within the commodity business is going to be same to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So now what's funny is like, like I keep saying like 99% of people, I'm not even kidding you. 99% of people have never seen this. So when I show it to most people, they think I invented this thing. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like now, you know, it's not true, but like, they're like, oh, this, you're genius. Like you're the first person to ever do this. Um, so we, we actually ended up partnering with a roaster here in San Diego, who's, this was actually going back to high side. Okay. They reached out to us on Instagram and they're like, Hey, are you looking for a roaster? And it just, it like, it just turned out that they're like one of the best roasters, like in the whole country. Like they've won awards. Nope. They're so, they're so good. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, you know, I, I like to say like the taste is what differentiates us, but taste is so subjective, like, especially with coffee, you know? So it's like, someone could think like, I get, I, I have a lot of people that say like, I normally drink coffee with milk and sugar, but I don't have to with yours. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that. And I also get some people that say like, this is the worst shit I've ever had. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I think that's with any food business though. You're going to get some people that love it. You're going to get, you're going to get people that like fucking hate it. True. Um, uh, so yeah, like we, we, we buy our beans primarily from Brazil. Um, mm -hmm. We just launched a decaf, which is like a blend, like a South American blend. Okay. Um, we also we're actually launching a limited edition right now that's going to be from Colombia. It's it's like it's like a fair trade, really really high end coffee. We actually it, it's not out yet, but um, 
we're, we're going to be featured in um, in in a by a big pu- publication for having one of the best teabag style coffees in the market right now. Well, that's good to hear, and I'm looking forward to yeah. that uh, 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 article or a feature, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a uh, few months back, I had a conversation with uh, Martin from Myga Organics, the founder of a brand called Myga Organics. Uh, they source directly from the farmers, right? In in from Colombia, from other uh, uh, countries. Uh, at this point in time, are we sourcing from farmers directly, or are we sourcing from any third-party uh, suppliers? It's funny, actually. When I first when I started Highside, I. <laughs> Me and my business partner, through my business partner, he knew this guy that like knew some farmers down in like Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like literally like, went down to Guatemala and we're like met these guys and we actually, we bought beans, mm-hmm. like coffee beans, green coffee beans from them in Guatemala. I, we paid them cash. Mm-hmm. We brought it on the plane home with us. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, we're buying coffee from farmers. Mm-hmm. We went back to the roaster. They're like, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, you can't just, like, bring coffee on, like, a plane and just, like, ask us to roast this. Like, we don't, <laughs> we can't verify. You can't verify, we can't verify that, like, it's from where you say it's from. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously it was, right? Um, but I I thought that, like, importers were, like, bad. And because a lot of times in the coffee industry, like, you hear people say, oh, we, we buy from farmers. We're cutting out the middleman. That's that's kind of a bunch of smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. um, because you want quality control, right? You want people on the ground that are like making sure the coffee is what they say it is. But also like the importer that I primarily work with, they also like help the farmers with like, um, like farming practices, they educate them. So it's not, they're not just like buying stuff from them. They're also like giving back to the community and like mm-hmm. helping helping the farmers like be better at like their craft and like improving the yield, improving the quality and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like now that, that special edition Colombian, um, I think that one's like much more direct trade. Uh, okay. Like, but that one, you know, we're also paying like five times as much for that coffee. Wow. Okay. Than- so I'm assuming that is going to be, on much more premium side with the kind of comparison yeah. products which we have right yeah i mean our current products are really good um <laughs> this is just like this is just like a, this is just like a next level true true absolutely uh but zag the packaging is uh, pretty unique right and it, it catches the attention uh tell us a bit more about the packaging and how has that evolved over time um Honestly, it hasn't actually evolved. Well, okay, that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. So the design itself has not really evolved that much. Um, I, I really wanted it. Oh, this is uh, here. I actually have the, this. Was my first one. Wow. So this, this looks kind of similar. This, this looks kind of similar. Yeah. Um, this is, was one. This was actually like one of our first products. Like you see, it's a sticker, obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> So I, I kind of keep this as like, this is where we were, right? Um, so obviously like the design, the logo, like the colors are all like really similar. Um, the thing, and this is like our most recent one actually, um, is like the messaging. So one of the challenges with saying copy in a tea bag, so it's a double-edged sword because in one hand, it's very descriptive. Mm-hmm. People are like, okay, coffee in a tea bag. Like it, it's a literal description of the product. 
which is good. What I'm saying is like the description coffee in a tea bag, mm-hmm. it makes people think of tea. So oh, okay. they, got it, got they it. automatically assume, oh, this is going to be kind of like watery coffee. Got it. Got it. Um, so we ended up changing it to single serve co- coffee bag mm-hmm. to like get rid of that idea. Although like, again, I don't, I don't think there's a perfect description for the product. Um, the other, the other things that we've evolved and changed are the instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, the product is designed for about ideally eight ounces of water, which is one literal cup. In America, like no one really drinks eight ounces of coffee. <laughs> okay, they're drinking like twelve or sixteen. Okay, so we we've had to like put the instructions from the back. We put them on the front now because people like weren't flipping it over. Um, we've also now we have a lot of people that will steep it for like eight or 10 minutes. We've changed it to like four minutes or to taste because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they would see the eight and they'd be like, Oh, I don't want to wait eight minutes. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is like, e- even if you intend to steep something for four or five minutes, like three more minutes, like you're probably like, you probably just forget. And you're like, you know, brushing your teeth or something. And then, then, and then it's eight minutes. True. Right. Yeah. So we've adjusted like the messaging and the instructions to try to like get the make to try to have people like make the product correctly mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of user error. Like people will use too much water and then they'll email us and be like, oh, th- this coffee is so watery. And like I-, I had a guy, he like emailed me and was like, I could see the bottom of the cup. Like I can see through it. Okay. And he's like, your product sucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I sent him a, I, I made it and I sent him a picture. I said, this is how dark it should be. Mm-hmm. He never responded. But, um, but that's just like an example of like, people just like make the product wrong sometimes. But at the same time, that gives you the inputs as well, right? In terms of what you can expect from the future customers. So yeah, that's so good information to have, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, um, we're actually changing the product pretty significantly right now. Interesting. Um, so it's, it's going to be, we're changing it. So you can actually get like 12 to 16 ounces from one bag. Okay. Um, and, and, it, and it's going to steep faster too. It'll steep in pro- like legitimately probably four or five minutes versus like eight. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Oh, Zach, uh, let's, let's touch on marketing for a second, right? Uh, I was just going through your Instagram and other socials and I really loved the videos which you create by yourself, right? But in general, you know, how has social media uh, played a role into wildlands growth for the last two years? Probably not as much as it should. Um, From sales standpoint or brand awareness? uh, Both. Like, Like Instagram and TikTok, like that form of content, like I don't mind doing it, but... I'm like, I'm not great at it. Okay. I'm just better at like LinkedIn style content. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Social media is actually like, it, it's definitely helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, I, I just hired a, a virtual assistant that's going to be doing a lot more for me. Okay. Um, uh, but the, the way I, you know, just like most companies, like I see social media as a way to educate people. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why like a lot of the videos are just like me making the product or customer reviews is because those are the things that people wonder. They're like, is this going to be good? How, like, how do I make this thing? And they, you know, people want to see uh, other people that have been like, oh, this is legit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's really how we think about, about social media. Um, what we're really doing now is we're actually bringing on 10 brand ambassadors. Interesting. Okay. Um, and the, the primary goal with those people is actually not sales. Like these are smaller accounts. Um, it's primarily user generated content. Absolutely. So these people that are like camping a lot, they're backpacking. Um, and we're going to hook them up with like free product and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and they're going to, and the deliverable is going to be like two to three videos a month from e each of these people, whether it's like raw or edited. Um, and we're going to use that for our, our so social media. I think that's, a, that's the right way, Zach, right now. Uh, we're also helping CPG brand the same things, right? But our goal is not to get sales from creators, but it's more on the content side, right? And especially on platform like TikTok, where your follower count doesn't matter a lot. Uh, you can collaborate with nano influencers as well, right? Which will be able to deliver you a lot more content in a more efficient cost. Yeah, con content is hard to get, especially for a product like this, where like you kind of have to be in the location. Like, I can't be in the middle of the woods like all the time. Absolutely, man. And it gives you a variety of content, right? Uh, there are going to be 10 different influencers with 10 different ideas, right? So it's going to be the freshness of content as well, which makes sense from our perspective. Yeah. Uh, but Zach, in terms of the most challenging part of building Wildland Coffee so far, if I had to ask you, what was the most challenging moment, right? Most challenging moment? The, the funny thing about building a business, I think this is actually just like life in general, is mm -hmm. if you think about... If you think about all the things you have to do to build a business, no individual thing is that difficult. Like, you know, if I want a hotel, can I call a hotel and like ask for the right person? Yeah, that's not like, that's not that hard to do. You know what I'm saying? Like if I want like a ambassador, can I message someone on Instagram? Yeah, that's not that hard to do. True. It's the sheer volume of tasks and it's, and then it's that compiled with like all the noise in your head. Like, is this going to work? Am I wasting my time? Uh, like, do people like even like this? Like, you know, all that like negative self-talk that that's the hard part. It, it's dealing with that and dealing with like staying organized with all the shit that you have to do. I, I don't, there, 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 there's never been like one thing where I was like, oh, like I'm going out of business like right now because of this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just like, it's just the, the, the day to day, like. The grind, right. Which is mentioned uh, the, yeah. <laughs> at, at your back. Yeah. That, that makes total sense as well, because uh, as you said, right. Doing things is pretty easy, but uh, doing it at a sheer volume or doing it consistently is what is hard. Yeah, doing it consistently is super hard. Absolutely. But Zach, if you had to give advice to fellow CPG founders or someone who wants to start a coffee brand, right? What would that be? Uh, I, I would say just like take the first step, <laughs> whether that's contacting a, or it, it could be even as small as Googling, like private label coffee or going into a local coffee shop and asking if they'll roast coffee for another brand. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of just like thinking and like taking action on like one thing. You don't have to have the whole plan like laid out. Like, I don't think anyone has a whole plan laid out. Like some people might act like it, but if you really talk to people, they're like, I know what I'm going to do like this month and like maybe this year, but like no one has this like 
10-year plan that they've got mapped out. Like, you just got to, like, take one step at a time. True. So that's what I would recommend. Well, that is great to hear, Zach. And uh, it was great to have you on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank, thanks to me.